Dr. Nicole at Taproot Conversations. And this is Dr. John D'Ambrosio. And we are here with Dr. Adam Del Torto. Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a chiropractor. I've been a chiropractor for 38 years. It's, um, you know, chiropractic isn't what I do. Chiropractic is who I am. Uh, I just recently retired to dedicate my time to my two passions, which is Chiropractic Rocks, which is our up and coming chiropractic convention in Burbank in June. And then I also do a bizarre technique where I put balloons up your nose and inflate them and it just cracks your whole cabeza from the inside out. So it's, it's very bizarre, but it's life-changing. That, that's all I can say. So I was, you know, I, I used to tell them, thank God there's only eight days in a week. Otherwise I'd be working all the time because I had a practice in Burbank and I also had one in Catalina Island, which are like two hours away from each other. And it was just too much. Um, you know, the day that the day-to-day -day grind was over uh, consuming my passion for chiropractic rocks and CFR. So I, I finally took a step back and now I'm just completely focusing on these two projects. Great. So that's interesting where you're going, but what actually led you to chiropractic? Wow. You know, I had a personal experience. I was playing football in high school and I got injured and my mother um, took me to, instead of taking me to an MD, took me to a chiropractor. And I didn't even know what a chiropractor was at the time, but all I know is that I was so amazed by this man and his ability to heal people by simply placing his hands on them. And I, I got well very quickly. And um, from that point forward, I just wanted to be like him. And from that point forward, I, I knew that I wanted to be a chiropractor at the age of 17. And I never veered off of that path. That's great. That's awesome. Um, Adam, do you believe that chiropractic is a calling? It is. And, and actually, in my video, if you go to Chiropractic Rocks, um, the, the first video on on the website talks about how chiropractic was was more than a career for me. It was a calling, you know, mm -hmm. called to serve, uh, love and serve humanity through chiropractic, which is such an honor and a privilege. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, every day we get to witness miracles in our office and um, and give people their lives back. You know, last resort patients that have tried everything else and then mm -hmm. just come to chiropractors. And, 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 you know, I don't take the credit or I don't take the blame. Neither one. I just basically remove the interference and get out of the way. And, and it's just amazing what the body can do. It is. Amen. And you, you sound like you're very principled, um, very grounded, probably in philosophy. Uh, yet you went to NYCC. What made you pick that school? And that is not known for its philosophical base. You know, it's not now, but let me tell you something. That mm -hmm. was the best chiropractic college on the planet when I went there. Um, we went through the last uh, old course schedule that they had. The class after us, they changed the whole curriculum. But we had the most, uh, you know, the most philosophically based education. We had a guy named Dr. Frank DiGiacomo, who was so pure chiropractic. I mean, that guy wouldn't even take an aspirin. He, you know, when, when we used to ask him, like, well, what do you take for a headache? He'd go, I take the headache. You know, that was his answer. So he was so, he wrote a book called 
man's greatest gift to man, chiropractic. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you something, he inspired me right from the get-go. I mean, I, I, I knew nothing about chiropractic philosophy. And by the time I was uh, done with first trimester, I was all in on chiropractic. I totally understood it. And I just lived that lifestyle from that point forward. So back in the day, let me tell you, NYCC was the most philosophical school on the planet, in my view. And what changed that? I know you said the curriculum changed. Do you have any insight as to why that happened? I have my my opinion of it. I mean, they had a um, the president at the time was a guy named Ernest Napolitano. He was an old bocce galoop, you know, basically um, nose was over here. I, I'm not <laughs> sure what he did, what he did to get where he was, but he suddenly just passed away. And <clears throat> then all these different factions took over the school and it went in a totally different direction. Um, they moved upstate to Seneca Falls where they are now. Uh, you know, when I, when I attended NYCC, they were in Long Island and, um, it just, it, they changed the whole curriculum. Everything is different now. Now they want to be more like medipractors than they do chiropractors. So I agree mm -hmm. with you, John, you are right. You're spot on with, with how they've changed direction, but, but not when I was there. I, I was there during the good, good old days. Good to know. So Adam, um, probably there are probably some chiropractic students that are in that are watching this, that are in chiropractic schools that are medi practice type schools. And if they listen to any of our podcasts, including this one, they might be sitting there like, okay, God, now, you know, now what do I do? Like, how do I get philosophy? How do I get principled? And um, can you speak a little bit to that? And also who who else were some of your mem uh, mentors besides Dr. Frank and what did they, how did they influence you? Well, I was fortunate enough to, to have been influenced by some of the, the pioneers of our profession. I mean, you know, the great Sid Williams, Reggie Gold, Jim Parker, Jim Zigafus, uh, you know, um, Fred Barge, did I say Fred already? You know, he, th these were the ones that I was, Charlie Ward, I would sit mm -hmm. front row center and I felt like they were only talking to me and mm -hmm. I wrote everything they said down. And I'm telling you, it just depends on, on what type of practice you want to have. I mean, if you want to just chase pain your whole life, that's very stressful. I mean, it's, if you want to be an urgent care doctor your whole life, that is a very stressful existence. You know, there's an old saying, you give them what they want, but show them what they could have. So when they come in, you have to address their treatment goals. You have to, you have to directly address what they came in for, but then you show them what chiropractic really is. And to me, what I would tell my patients is that chiropractic is a lifestyle. It's mm -hmm. like, <clears throat> it's like, you know, they go, well, once you go to the chiropractor, you always got to go. I go, exactly. It's like saying, mm -hmm. once you go to the gym, you always got to go. It's like, you don't have to, but do you want to? be healthy and, and vibrant the rest of your life. You know, the, the, the greatest <clears throat> saying that I, that I took from BJ Palmer was that the greatest miracle of chiropractic is the story that's never told mm -hmm. because people don't get sick from things that they would have if they weren't getting adjusted. 
And then you explain to them how the nervous system controls every function of the body. It's the first system to be formed in the, in the embryo. It's the only system to be entirely encased in bone to protect it because it's a one-shot deal. It controls every other organ system. And it just makes so much sense that there's nothing not to understand. And not everyone's going to buy it. Like not everyone wants that type of a lifestyle, but enough of them will. <clears throat> you know, I talked about this from the stage at Chiropractic Rocks last year where I went to a Reggie Gold seminar and I got there late. <laughs> There's a whole story behind it, but there was only one spot open right in front, like right in front of Reggie. And I walked in and he goes, you're late. He goes, you're not going to get any CEs for this. And I go, Reggie, I don't need any CEs. I got more CEs and I know what to do with. I came here to see you. And he, you know, he starts crying. I start crying. Anyway, he sat down and his, the thing I got from that is that Reggie would only accept one out of 10 new patients, one mm -hmm. out of 10. And he would sit there on the first visit and explain to them the whole chiropractic story from A to Z. And it either you were in or you were mm -hmm. out. And if you were out, then he didn't want you as a patient. And, mm -hmm. and, but, but the thing is after like a five-year period, he would have enough patients who, who wanted to live a chiropractic lifestyle that he was seeing five to 600 patients a week. And mm -hmm. it was a low stress practice because people weren't coming in for urgent care. They were coming in for wellness care for the chiropractic mm -hmm. lifestyle. And that's, that's the secret to success is just to stick to our principles you know, the thing that makes us separate and distinct from every other profession is our philosophy of treatment, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's, if you stick to that, you will be the most successful chiropractor on the planet. That's powerful. And having that as a student and then going forward probably impacted your, your practice from day one. How many years were you in practice and how did that look? Well, I was in practice for 38 years. Um, you know, and in the beginning, I was a medipractor because, you know, I, I thought that chiropractors only treated neck pain, back pain and headaches. I mean, that's what we did. Right. But then I started going to Parker and started listening to Zigafus and listening to to uh, uh, Charlie Ward was a big influence on me. Jim Parker himself was was just a, a, a huge influence on me. And I started to get the big idea. You know, I started to understand chiropractic. And the thing is, is I caught fire. That mm -hmm. was the secret. And the old saying is you catch fire. People love to watch you burn, you know, mm -hmm. and I just caught fire. And everywhere I went, I was so excited about what I was doing that, again, not everybody bought into it, but enough people did. And the thing is, is the people that didn't were the ones that were going to ruin my day. You know, those were going to be the high maintenance patients that never mm -hmm. got better. You know, I dare you to get better. Like how many patients have you had that just dare you to get me better? It's like, you mm -hmm. know, no, I'm not here for that. You're we're on different pages, but there's a great chiropractor down the street that would suit you much better than I. And, and, and I'm telling you, it's if you just surround yourself with like like thinkers, people that think like you and just want to stay healthy. I'm telling you, your practice is stress free you're you're uh, you're more successful than you could ever imagine and you're dealing with wellness not sickness you know mm. that's that's the beauty of it yeah it sure is and you know adam I, i'm just gonna make a point here i love what you said because i 
I feel like sometimes when students, when we get out of school, we're just so like grasping on to anything that we can get. We're just in this like security, like I just need my security mode. And really what I hear you saying is that you can really create anything that you want to create in practice and in life. Well, that, that which you focus on the most is, is what you create. You know, mm -hmm. if you get up every morning and you say your affirmation, I mean, the first thing I do every morning, which sounds kind of corny, but I get up and I just give gratitude for this day. You know, mm -hmm. thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for the ability to love and serve through chiropractic. I offer this day up to you. I mean, if you start your day off from a, mm -hmm. a place of gratitude, and I think one of your questions was, you know, you have valleys and, and peaks and valleys. And, you know, every day I'm going to pull this out. This is what sits on my sink every day is this, it's a chiropractic rocks, gratitude stone. Mm. And even if I'm having a bad day, like I get up on the wrong side of the bed or had an, an argument with my girlfriend or whatever it be, I get up and everything else, I just put everything else aside and I take this stone and I rub it and I just give thanks for all of my blessings. Mm. And it, it just changes your mindset. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everything is a state of mind. The thing is in life, you know, the things that happen in life, the stressors that you, that, that you face in life is the constant. That is a constant. Mm -hmm. The variable is how you approach it and how you look at it and what your attitude is toward it. That's mm -hmm. the variable. So you have full control over your outcome. You know, you're not a victim. You are the captain of your own ship. And you can take the same scenario and look at it 15 different ways. And that will dictate the outcome of that, of that scenario. That awesome. is very true. I hope a lot of students kind of pause, rewind and re-listen to that because that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. Taking control of your life and being grateful, always being in a place of gratitude and, you know, the, the thing that, that makes us separate and distinct from every other health profession is our, our philosophy and principles of treatment. And if you mm -hmm. just stick to that, like I just had a conversation uh, with a student who went to uh, uh, SUC, what, what is it, USC or whatever, the, the uh, LACC is what I call it. And went there and it was campus is really nice. It's an old um, high school. So, it, you know, the facility is amazing and she loved it and she wanted to go there. And, and I was like, look, don't make up your mind yet. Go to Life West and go talk to Ron Oberstein. Go to mm -hmm. Sherman and go talk to, to Neil Cohen and see what mm -hmm. they have. Go to Life University and talk to Gilles Lamarck and see the difference in their whole um energy uh, um, and, and philosophy of treatment. I mean, do you want to be a medipractor or do you want to be a chiropractor? Do mm -hmm. you want to have a life full of stress and, and anguish and always chasing pain? And don't get me wrong, because we're good at getting people out of pain. I was the best. But mm -hmm. what I would do is I would tell people, look, I'll get you out of pain. But if you don't, once we reach your, reach your treatment goals, if you don't schedule for a wellness visit on the way out to keep you well, then you're, and you call me in pain, that's what we consider an urgent care visit. And I'm gonna charge you urgent care prices. And so I would charge them like way more money to come in in pain than I would for a wellness visit. And then for the wellness visit, I would discount it greatly. And mm -hmm. all you had to do is have them, them not schedule that one time 
and come back in pain and pay that extra amount. And every single one of them would schedule their, their wellness visit on the way out the door. That's how I built my wellness practice right there. That's funny. That's unique, but I love it. Yeah. I would tell, I've been in practice for 38 years. I don't want to be an urgent care doctor anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. It's too stressful, too stressful for you, too stressful for me. Why would you ever want to be sick one day in your life ever? Just come in like once a month, get adjusted and stay well. And I'm telling you my whole, not everybody bought it, but I'm telling you, I, I bought a new truck off those people that wanted urgent care, <laughs> urgent care visits. No problem. That's great. So I know we're going to go into a technique that you had developed, but before we go into that, I, I'm curious, um, NYCC back when you went, I know most schools had their own techniques. What was NC's, NYCC's technique of choice that they taught, or did they have their own technique? Uh, what was it like? Well, I mean, the original name of New York Chiropractic College was Columbia School of Chiropractic, mm -hmm. and it was in New York City back in the day, and they had what they call Columbia Technique, which okay. was, you know, pisiform contact. Um, they had, you know, line of drives and everything, just like a which followed Gonstead, but it was a recoil technique without a drop table. That's what it was. So it was, that's what we learned from the very beginning was, you know, a spinous contact or TP contact and, and just a, a recoil adjustment without a drop piece. And we're talking in the cervicals, thoracics everywhere. And it was, it was kind of scary in the beginning, like doing that type of an adjustment without knowing what we were doing. But it, I'm telling you, it made us amazing adjusters. And the thing about NYCC that I really appreciated was we were forced, it was mandatory for us to take like 15 different techniques. And it wasn't like regional adjusting either. Like this is the cervical spine. This is how Gonstead would do it. This is how Logan would do it. It, it was, this was, this was um, Clarence Gonstead. This is where he was born. This is how he was raised. This is where he went to school. This is how he came up with Gonstead technique. Same thing with Logan. Same thing with HIO. I mean, we had to take activator, AK, SOT. Um, what else did we take? Diversified, of course. Um, we, we had Logan basic, which I'm telling you right now, I would be sitting there with rolling my eyes. Like I will never use this. Why are they teaching me this technique? And I'll tell you right now, I use that technique mm -hmm. almost more than anything. People don't understand the importance of the coccyx and the neurological connection and the dural connection to the coccyx. That's mm -hmm. an amazing technique, but that was the thing that made NYCC unique is that they taught us the technique from beginning to end. And we had HIO, which was, you know, a drop upper cervical HIO with, with the drop piece and mm -hmm. um, SOT and Logan and activator and AK and all of those techniques. I mean, we really, really got a, a solid um, technique background from NYCC back in the day. That's awesome. great. So when I was at Chiropractic Rocks last summer, I had the most amazing experience with a balloon adjustment to my cranium. Yeah. It was did freaking mind-blowing. I didn't do that on you, did I? No. Oh, it was no. Twong. Twong, yeah. Yeah. The guy that was manning my booth, yeah. He's a rock and star, that guy. It was, um, it was freaking life-changing. Like, when I tell you life-changing, like, I saw the world a different way. 
I hear so, that all the time. So can you tell us um, what is it? What is it all about? And what the hell was going through your mind to be able to come up with this technique? Well, I, you know, in all honesty, I did not invent this technique. I mean, it's been around for since the early 1900s. And, and you know, no one was more skeptical than I. I mean, first time I heard of it, I was at a Parker mm. seminar, which I'm going to next week, by the way. Um, and they were, you know, how Parker is, they have like five different seminars going on all at the same time. So they were teaching cranial upstairs. I was like, oh, I, I want to know cranial adjusting. So I went up and again, I don't know what it is with me, but there's always the last seat that's available is right in the front <laughs> row, front row, right in front of the instructor. And they start talking about putting balloons up people's noses. I was like, are you insane? <laughs> and I literally got up and walked out of the seminar. And the guy stopped the seminar right in the middle of it all. And he, and he, and he stopped so everybody could watch me walking out. And he goes, there goes a guy who just doesn't get it. And I was like so embarrassed. I went out and I totally had forgotten about that technique till about 15 years later when my good buddy uh, Chuck Music, who practices up in Morgan Hill, best adjuster I know on the planet, strict Gonstead adjuster, sends me a fax. This is before email. He sends me a fax. Uh, about this lady who had fallen off a horse and hit her head and had post-concussion syndrome and, you know, with all the, the classic symptoms of, you know, brain fog, malaise, depression, headache, fatigue, all that stuff. And he, and it, and he, she went and saw this guy up in Washington and got ballooned and he totally gave her her life back. She had tried everything, went to every neurologist, every orthopedist, every doctor on the planet, nothing worked. And she went up and got ballooned and, and it totally changed her life. And, and so he writes on there, he goes, Hey, Mr. Cranial, what do you think about this? Ha 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 ha. You know? So I'm reading, it was like, Oh, I remember this technique, you know, from 15 years ago. And I don't know why, but I called the doctor up that was in the article and, and he's like, yeah, he goes, I'm, I'm just teaching my very first class ever of doctors uh, how to perform this technique. And I got one spot open. He goes, do you want it? And I don't even know. It was a Nate that just took over and I'm like, sure, you know, yeah, I want it. And it was $5,000. I had to fly up to Washington. He was an hour away from the airport. So I had to rent a car, take a week off of work stay in a hotel and, you know, total said and done, it was about $10,000 investment. And I'm telling you, I was, Nicole, I was way different than you. First time he ballooned me, I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I go, I never want that done again. I told the guy, I can't, dude, I'm out. There's no way I could ever physically have that done again ever in my life. And he's like, okay, that's fine. You don't pass a class. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, unless you do all four days of this, you don't pass the class. I'm like, oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. So I would lay in bed and just shake and shiver and watch the clock and going, oh my God, 13 hours, you know, 15 minutes and 22 seconds. I'll never have to do this again, you know? And I'm not even kidding. It was that traumatic for me. And, you know, you have to do it in four days of treatment. That's the series. And it was something about day four. I don't know what it was, but he ballooned me. And it was like someone turned the lights on. It was the most amazing feeling I ever had in life. I was euphoric. Mm -hmm. I was clear as a bell. I all the colors were brighter. The smells were more mm -hmm. intense. <clears throat> Everything I could hear better. 
I just felt like amazing. And I was like, oh my God, I want to feel like this all the time. I want to feel just like this all the time. And then, and then I, I got it. I totally got why people would do this. And I called every doctor on the planet that I knew and, and told them they had to come take that technique from that guy. And I filled his seminars for like the next two years with all the people that, that took him. Um, but, you know, we, we kind of had differences of philosophy. He was, he was a naturopath. He wasn't a chiropractor and he was very anti-chiropractic. And to me, I thought this technique should be incorporated as into spinal adjusting and clearing everything below the occiput before we even adjust the cranium. So him and I separated ways and I just developed my own technique that um, I never intended on teaching to anyone. I mean, I, I was just minding my own business, adjusting spines, cracking skulls. And uh, uh, one of my patients was the executive producer of the e-channel. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you do that weird balloon thing, don't you? She's like, we want to do a TV show on it. And I was like, really? All right, cool. And I thought it was just going to air in and around LA. I didn't think it was going to be all that, but it went global. I mean, mm -hmm. the first call I got was from South Africa, from a patient wanting to know that where they could get it done. The second call was from Australia, from a doctor wanting to know where they could learn it. And the next thing I know, my phone was blowing up. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, really? Maybe I should like start teaching my version of it. Like, cause I didn't invent it, but my version, which is all based on SOT protocols, again, clearing everything below the ox put before we even address the cranium, starting with the coccyx, starting mm -hmm. with the coccyx because the coccyx is the love it brother <laughs> to the sphenoid bone, which is the bone that we're targeting in CFR in cranial facial release. So, and you know, here we are 20 years later, and it's just become a recognized technique throughout the profession. That's great. Was that too long winded? No, no. that was perfect. <laughs> but, John, I swear, if you come to Chiropractic Rock, you have to get this done. It was like, it, Adam's right, it's euphoric. That's cool. At, at Parker, because I have a booth at Parker. I'm not kidding. You want to know where my booth is? Look for the mob, because it'll be <laughs> 50 pay, It'll be 50 doctors deep all weekend, and I balloon over 200 people that weekend. You know, so I'm. It's gonna be insane. I'm kind of gearing up for it. But are either of you going to Parker? I'm, I'm not, but I might go just to get ballooned. That's how I'll, good it is. I'll balloon you when I see you at Chiropractic Rocks. Don't worry. You, but I mean, I would I definitely advise going to Parker. Have you ever been? Yeah, I, I went to Parker. That was the school Parker. I went to. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, so a lot. Was Jim Parker already deceased at that time? Yeah. Right before I got there. That guy was a character, man. I got stories about Jim that we can't share on this podcast. Oh, I was going to ask for one. <laughs> he was a character, let me tell you. But thank you, Jim Parker, for everything you did for chiropractic. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I mean, when I, I got there, his, his principles were still very much alive when I got there. Well, I'll tell you, those chiropractic principles are the things that if you just plug yourself into the, that system, you mm -hmm. can't help but to be a successful chiropractor. Just yeah. do the things that Jim Parker created and, and just plug yourself into it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll tell you, there was a guy, 
that wanted to buy my practice. I used to practice up in Lompoc, California, which is by Santa Barbara. And, um, you know, there was this guy that came and wanted to buy my practice and he did not look healthy. He was way overweight. His wife was overweight. Mm-hmm. We kind of gave him the nickname Pugsley and, you know, <laughs> Pugsley wanted to buy my practice. And I'm like, yeah, no, 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 you can't have my practice. You, you know, I, I don't want to give my family of patients over to you. And I went to a Schofield seminar about a year later and there was Pugsley and his wife, you know, and then they called Pugsley up and he got the doctor of the month where he just broke like 600 patients in a month, in a week or something. And I'm thinking, oh my God, you know what? It's not, it, it all you have to, it doesn't matter who you are. If you plug yourself into the system, you mm-hmm. will be successful. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, it, you don't even have to be, mo- most of the, mo- the most successful chiropractors are really not that good of adjusters, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. You know, they are just the ones that stick to the system, plug themselves into it, and the system works. The outcome is the same every time if you just mm-hmm. follow the system. That is yeah. so true. So, and the system we- is all based on chiropractic philosophy and principles. That's mm-hmm. the thing is you got to, you know, like I said, uh, give people what they want, but show them what they could have. Most people don't know the story of chiropractic and you tell it to them and they're like, what? Like, mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. I have never heard that before in my life. And it makes so much sense. And then, you know, it's our obligation to tell them the story of chiropractic because otherwise they won't have that informed um, decision-making process. And, and, you know, people are dying out there because they don't know what you and I know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're, they're sick and they're lead, they're leading, you know, medicated lives because they don't know the story of chiropractic. So it's our obligation as a chiropractor to tell the story and give them the choice of, of how they want to live their lives, you know, a healthy chiropractic lifestyle or an unhealthy medicated lifestyle, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm telling you, not everyone will buy it, but enough people will that your practice will be stress-free and, and dealing with, with health instead of sickness and death. And that's, that's the secret to success. Well, that's so important. Like you had said, being grounded in the principle and philosophy, because without that, you know, we really have nothing. So how does that tie back into your other project, Cairo Rocks? Oh, chiropractic rocks. You know, I mean, the thing, like I said, I, I was so fortunate to have um, been influenced by the pioneers of our profession, you know, the, the rock stars of our profession. I mean, the ones that were in the trenches and fought the battles and, um, you know, sacrificed everything. I mean, even went to jail for chiropractic, mm-hmm. you know, the guys that just, just for, for, for the profession that they loved and, and believed in. And, um, you know, that, that impacted me in such a way that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I just started looking around our profession and I was like, you know, where's, where are those chiropractic warriors of the past? Where's the tenacity that personified our profession in days gone by? I mean, where are all of those chiropractic warriors? You know, I'm sorry, but I think our profession has gotten soft, you know, and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to, to have their 
influence be transferred to the next generation of chiropractors? And, you know, and, and, you know, trust me, um, I know I'm only one person, you know, and, and, but, you know, every movement in history was created by one person taking a stand and making a difference. So that's my whole purpose of, of Chiropractic Rocks is to use that platform to help create the next generation of chiropractic legends. I mean, that's what I want. You know, I mean, people, they, they, my message to chiropractors right now is to stop looking around the profession for leaders and actually become one. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, trust me, nobody thought, nobody in, in, in my wildest dreams, I never thought when I was sitting front row center for Fred Barge and, and, and uh, Zigafus and Parker, that I would be the one to take the torch and carry it forward. I never had this ambition. I never had this intention. You know, I mean, I never thought I could ever be one of them, which I don't think I ever could be. But, you know, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to deliver the message. Someone has to tell the new generation of chiropractors what chiropractic is, you know, because otherwise they're going to think it's headaches, neck pain and back pain. It's Mm -hmm. way more than that. You know, even though we're good at doing that, you know, I mean, but, you know, sometimes you got to do things that make you a little uncomfortable in life. And trust me, when I'm up on that stage, I'm damn uncomfortable. You know, I'm not, I, I don't feel like I have that ability to deliver the message like they did. But, you know, like Dane Donahue's always, Dane Donahue said to me one time, he goes, done is better than perfect. So, you know, just get up there and just pour your heart out and, and, you know, it's going to resonate with someone, you know, even though the, it may not be as articulate and, and, and my delivery may not be, uh, you know, to the level of Jim Zigafus, but you know what, someone's going to hear the message. And even if I influence one person, one Mm -hmm. person that takes the torch and becomes the next chiropractic legend, I've, I fulfilled, I fulfilled my goal, you know, and that's what chiropractic rocks is all about. That's awesome. Adam, that's awesome. And I've seen you speak and you are, you are one of the greats. So (laughs) you deliver the message superbly, amazingly. I mean, I and I'm not that. just Thank you. not just saying that because you're on our podcast, but I just I just love you. I appreciate you. Chiropractic rocks. Um, when I went to chiropractic rocks last summer, I felt right. At, I felt home again. It's been so, I've been in practice 22 years and it's been so long since I was at an event that made me feel home in chiropractic again with real principles, real philosophy, real speakers speaking from the heart. And um, my next question for you is how do we get more students involved in chiropractic rocks? Because that's where, you know, the students, the students are going to be carrying the torch next, you know? Well, I mean, we have a special student rate that, you know, that they can come. It's, it's $99 is what it costs. Uh, We have a spot on there for doctors who want to sponsor students if they want to you know, pay the $99 for a couple of students, you know, out here, the only school that I have direct access to is LACC, which is not a philosophical school, but I have an, um, a tentative connection slash appointment set up with the president of the college. 
where I'm going to go and just invite them all to come, you know, just to come to chiropractic rocks and, um, and get a dose of, of old school chiropractic. You know, you got to be careful because you don't want to offend. I mean, some people are not, they just think that the whole subluxation is a myth and that everything about it is uh, degrades chiropractic. I don't understand that, but you know, I'll, I'm going to choose my words carefully and, and invite that whole school. I'm going to ask if I can get up in front of the school and speak and, you know, invite the entire student body to chiropractic rocks. I did speak at, at, um, at life West uh, about a year ago, but I think, I don't know, for some reason, I think that weekend is their finals weekend at mm. life West. So it just, it just didn't coincide with them. Plus they're all the way up in uh, Hayward. So it's a six hour drive, you know, for all of them to, to rally together and drive down mm -hmm. for a, a convention. It's, it's kind of hard on their budget, you know, but, but I am going to try to tap into uh, the local chiropractic college and then anything I can do to, to put the word out to any of the other colleges. I mean, that's, that's our, our grassroots base is the students. That's where, that's what we have to target, you know? And again, mm -hmm. I mean, even the younger chiropractors that are just coming out of of college now who have no idea of anything that I just talked about, just like I didn't. I mean, I did. I had the idea from Fred De, uh, Fred uh, DiGiacomo, but it didn't all come together until I went to Parker. You know, Parker, mm -hmm. Jim Parker put it all together for me with the big idea and your faith, confidence, and belief in your services. What is it? FCB with your services, ideas, and, and principles or something. So, I mean, and just having that, that core, um, how, how to implement the philosoph the philosophy part of chiropractic and how to monetize it. And I'm sorry about talking about money, but you know what? You cannot love and serve unless you have wealth. You cannot be at your best level of loving and serving unless you have the resources to do so because then your whole focus is money so you you are obligated to be successful and to be wealthy it's okay to get paid for what you do it's don't be ashamed of that you know i mean you're given the greatest gift ever to people which is their health ask anyone who's sick and you deserve to be compensated for it and trust me once the money part of the equation has been removed from the, from the equation. You can focus more on loving and serving. So you, you, it's your obligation to be successful to yourself. So don't be ashamed to be wealthy. It's a good thing. And that's a great message because I think, mm -hmm. um, I don't think intentionally, but I believe a lot of the philosophically based um, seminars kind of teach the opposite where you really you're almost obligated not to be wealthy because everybody deserves chiropractic and you should give it away and it's good to hear that coming from a philosophical base you're not saying you need to be poor you need to be the martyr you need to you need to be successful and I think that's the truth well thank you for saying that John but the two the two go hand in hand I mean if you are mm -hmm loving and serving, you know, large population of people, the money just follows. I mean, I'm not talking about gouging people, right. make it fair, you know, make it a fair price. What, what, what is fair? But, you know, if you serve more people for a fair price, the wealth is just part of the equation. Mm 
Yes, it is. It is, and I'm glad that you said that because, um, you know, I think a lot of students come out of school maybe with a little bit of a poverty mindset because let's face it, when you're in school, well, I don't know about you, but I used to live off of like nothing student loans and shoot, man, I used to park cars when I was in school. I was like valet and like the last three or four weeks of like loan money, I'd be eating cereal for three <laughs> weeks. Oh yeah, ramen noodles. You know, ramen noodles and cereal. So I am so glad you just shared that story because my message to all the students out there is that they're not paying you for the adjustment that you're administering at that moment. They're paying mm -hmm. you for all the sacrifice that you mm -hmm. went through to be able to be able to deliver that adjustment. Just mm -hmm. the, I mean, I can still remember going to bed at three in the morning and mm -hmm. getting up at five to mm -hmm. study for an exam. And I would lay there in bed and I go, I dare anybody to argue with my charges ever because they did not have to do what I did to be able to provide that service. And that's what they're paying you for. Not for your, just cause you cracked their neck. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. Um, shoot, where are we? All right. I want to go back to chiropractic rocks for a minute. Um, okay. And then I want to, well, then we'll wrap up. So students, $99 to get into chiropractic rocks. We have, Adam, we have a, um, I have a student club at Palmer. It's called um, 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 Elite um, Mastermind Club. Is it Palmer in Davenport? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's currently like 10 or 11 like students right now that are like officially like in the club. They show up every week, every other week for, for speakers. Um, it, it's a small club, but it's growing. Would you want to do a virtual meeting with them? Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, if they are willing to travel all the way from Davenport, Iowa to attend Chiropractic Rocks, I'll pay their $99. To come. How's this? I'll pay their $99 too. <laughs> okay. Well, between the two of us, they, they, they have free entry. All they got to do is get there. Awesome. So, right, and I, yes, awesome. I would love to do a, a podcast or a Zoom meeting with them. That would be amazing. Okay, cool. I'll get, um, I'll have Cassie organize that for you. So keep an eye out in your, in your messages. Absolutely. All so, right, I mean, cool. we're, we're still a way ahead of the game with Chiropractic Rocks. I got to jump on it this year because last year um, I wasn't going to have it. I mean, all the way up until March 20th, every one of my mentors, the people that I look up to the most in our profession today, not the ones of, of the days gone by, but the ones who are still alive, I called every single one of them and they all said the same thing just forget about it. Don't do it. You know, it's a COVID year. This is going to be the reflection that people have or the impression they have of chiropractic rocks is this, you know, this half-assed like kind of rinky dink little convention. And, um, you know, and then I, I called one other guy who was Howard Cohen and he called and I said, Howard, we're not doing it. You know, we made up my mind, everybody. He goes, what? He goes, let me ask you a question. Does chiropractic rock or does chiropractic suck? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? He goes, what would BJ do? 
You know, he's, he's like, BJ rode an elephant down Brady Street to stand for chiropractic. He goes, BJ erected a tent in the middle of summer in the sweltering heat and attracted over 10,000 people to stand for, to, to preach the word of chiropractic. He goes, BJ told the MDs to go stuff it when they wanted to absorb us into the medical profession while Andrew still sold the osteopaths out. Mm -hmm. He goes, he goes, you know, what would BJ do in this situation? And oh my God, I mean, I was like ready to follow him into battle, like knowing <laughs> I was going to die. You know, that's how jacked up I was after I got off the phone with Howard and, and against all advice, against everyone else's advice on the planet, we pulled off the most amazing event last year. Ask anybody that was there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't know what to expect, but you know, Nicole, thank you for saying it, but I felt what you felt when I was there. It was old school chiropractic and everybody needed that social gathering. They needed that. Mm -hmm. It's virtual mask wearing six foot distant co negative COVID test crap was out the window. And they told me if I'm going to hold this event, I had to have six foot distancing. I had to wear a mask. We had to have negative COVID tests. Everybody had to have vac vaccine cards. I'm like, yep, absolutely. No problem. I got it. You got it. I understand. And the day we showed up, I was like, we ain't doing none of that. And they, they, I mean, the, the Marriott came up to me and they're going, dude, I'm like, sorry. And they just turned a blind eye. And at the end of the event, they came up and goes, you want to do it again next year? Mm -hmm. So they're all, they were like, look, man, you guys are rock stars. You guys are amazing. And we want you back. And the thing is, I go, look, if you're, we're just going to like, look this way. And, you know, I mean, if anybody's going to get in trouble, it's going to be you. It's not going to be us. Well, this year, now the laws have all changed. So it's not even the same deal. Now we can have a thousand people under one roof, you know, um, as far as, uh, you know, negative vaccine tests. I don't even know if any of those um, same uh, restrictions apply this year, but they haven't said anything to me at all. Like last year was every step of the way. So I think we're going to be good this year. But last year, man, we rolled the dice. We took the gamble and held the most ama amazing event of the uh, on the planet. And the profession took notice. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. took notice that I was getting calls from heads of colleges, from, you know, heads of associations going, dude, I really heard you guys pulled off an awesome event. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. So I think we're going to have, you know, four to five hundred people there this year. I really do. I mean, last year we had 248 in a COVID year when we were only allowed to have 200 under one roof. So, mm -hmm. you know, we should easily be able to pull off, you know, four or 500 this year. Nice. Well, I'll be there. 401. <laughs> 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 All, right, All right, then I'm going to wrap this up if it's okay with you guys. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, um, all right. So first of all, Adam, thank you very much for sharing your time, your knowledge, thank your you. wisdom, your energy with our podcast today. And um, both of you guys hang on the line for a minute. All of you other people watching this out there, John and I will see you next week. John, I don't even know who our guest is next week, but we'll find out. It'll we'll be a surprise. <laughs> thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it spending this time with you and I look forward to seeing you at Chiropractic Rocks. 
Thank you. Awesome.